there. Now, I did promise you that we'll be delving into um, everything that went down at the opening of Parliament last night. It's still trending on social media. I predict it will be trending for the next little while um, as well. And I'm joined in studio by a politics columnist uh, from the Sowetan, Tebe Monse. Welcome to the Cape Talk studio and thank you for coming in. Thank you. Thank you, Ronaldo. I'm glad to be here. Um, I, I think it's been an interesting past 24 hours after what went down in, in Parliament last night. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, the Well, the, the spectacle, I guess, is <laughs> all over the media, so you can't avoid it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I, I see it's trending on, on, on Twitter, and I predict it's going to trend for the next few days as well. Definitely. Uh, I think the thing about South Africans is we're always engaging in our... Well, it's, it's become such a big trend now mm. that South Africans are engaging more deeply in their politics. Uh, I'm not sure if it's because of just the way that the media portrays it to be playing out, but we definitely are um, going to see it trending. People are going to be discussing it all the way up till the sauna debates. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be late. <laughs> We're going to have a crazy five weeks. Yeah. Um, now, before we uh, get into all the good action-packed parts of last night's events, um, uh, about what our president actually actually had to say and what he actually talked mm. about. If you're sitting uh, at home and if you know uh, anything more uh, than the, 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 the few points that we'll be covering in the next little bit, feel free to call and engage with us. Uh, get your comments through. That number once again 021-446-0567 or send me an SMS 31567. Now, while we wait for your calls, Bill, I think we, we need to play a game of facts and fiction to see what actually was the truth as to specifically talking about President Jacob Zuma's speech. Um, yep. uh, many people sort of f- forgot about the essence of the what he said. The substance of yes. what he was saying, which is 100% correct. I mean, it definitely was the state of the nation address. <laughs> and so you want to get the sense of what's going on in the country, what the government has been up to in the past year from what the president is saying. But again, we've been caught up in the circus mm. of politics and not in the substance of politics. So this is going to be a fun game. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think we'll start uh, with one that, that's also been sort of prominently um, thrown around on Twitter with the, with the Sona hashtag. Um, the statement being that white households earn at least five times more than black households, according to Statistics South Africa. And that is definitely a fact mm. um, that is published by Status A. Um, about a month ago, actually, just before the end of 2016 is when that was published. Mm. And yeah, that is a fact. That is an undeniable truth of the way that the socioeconomics of our country are set up still 22, 23 years after mm. uh, um, uh, 1994. And we expected all of these... Uh, uh, Stats to have sort of changed by now. We're expecting more equity when you hear that kind of information, but mm. this is what what we get, and this is probably also from just the inequality in the country. That's that's structural in some ways. That's the so the growth of income in the top one percent of the country exceeds that at the bottom, which is mostly white. The mm. top one percent, the, the the more affluent. Uh, um, parts of our population yeah. are still predominantly white. So you understand how that uh, is something that's playing out, but then you also ask yourself how far government has come in combating that. Mm. So it would be it would be a conversation that we have to engage. It would be lovely if the president had engaged um, whether this is a decline or what kind of progress yeah. uh, government has made in terms of that kind of inequality be- between the racial groups mm. but and also and looking forward what 
what plans needs to be made and what of the plans that that were implemented needs to be adjusted to make sure that this is actually change very quickly. Yes, and I, and I think the government has been engaging that in terms of a lot of the policy fronts in the country, and we can debate the implementation and whether the government has mm. been successful in it, but it is definitely something that they've tried to address in employment equity in BEE, and we've got preferential procurements now come up and he spoke about the black industrialist program. So it definitely is an inequality that the government has been trying to address. But then also you get the sense that the government shies away from perhaps engaging what it is that we're doing as a society as well, all stakeholders involved, just mm. besides the responsibility that the government has to be the primary driver of changing that kind of inequality. You know, what is private sector doing to uh, come to the party in terms of changing that kind of statistic in South Africa. And as I was saying, it would have been lovely for the president to engage more of that instead of just, um, you know, giving us the statistic and yeah. expecting us to, you know, run along with it and figure out um, how we got to that point. And what to do with it. And what to do with that mm. kind of, like, yeah, what should we do with mm. that kind of information after we've received it? Yeah, um, I'm taking a look at the at the sort of the average income amount for for a black household, and according to that uh, those statistic reports, um, it's about ninety three thousand rand per year for a black family. In comparison, white households had an average income of just under five hundred thousand rand. So if you break it down, it's about uh, on average four point eight times more. Uh, that a white household sort of generates. And it also speaks to just the way that our labor market is structured in this country, right? So um, the majority of the low income uh, um, uh, employment opportunities would be concentrated in uh, the black household, while the average or the upper uh, bracket would be concentrated in white households just because of, you know, generational wealth, access to networks, uh, um, your education level, your education level, the, the opportunities that you were afforded mm. growing up, and uh, you know that all speaks to the final results. Besides what government is able to do in terms of capacitating its uh, citizens and um, creating job opportunities, um, you know, trying to sort out the university infrastructure, higher education, yeah. basic education, but it speaks to uh, a lot of what people argue is a structural, you know, uh, apartheid legacy issues. Mm. So it, it would have been nice, yeah, for the for the president. Well, hopefully at the debates, there will be more engagement with yeah. what he'd spoken about. But I suspect that there won't be too much, mm. considering <laughs> the fact that this is what, what we're focused on now mm. is... Um, you know, he's flouted his constitutional obligations and the EFF is gunning for him on that front and mm. the DA. There's a lot going on in the circus of politics that uh, probably is going to deprive us of engaging the substance. Mm. Um, if you, you're tuned into Cape Talk, it's 13 minutes past 12 o'clock. We're in all the shop in studio. I'm joined by a politics columnist at the Sowetan, Tebe Monse, and we're taking a look at what President Jacob Zuma said in his speech uh, last night um, when he was addressing the nation in Parliament. Um, and we are taking a look at what of those facts um, in his speech are actually facts and, and which of those are fiction. Um, we'll move on to the next statement um, being that among the participating countries um, in the International Mathematics and Science Study, South Africa has shown the largest improvement <laughs> of 87 points in mathematics and 90 points in science. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're finding this yeah. extremely amusing. No, I mean it's always improvement is um it's not an absolute answer, right? It's mm. uh, improvement means you you could have been doing the worst but you did better this time. Mm. So so wording know. and phrasing is quite so important. So wording and phrasing is very important unless we know what the benchmark is mm. and where we fall on that benchmark globally, then improvement is, you know, uh cotton candy for us. It's it's mm. it's fluff. It's like, oh guys, you know, like we may be coming last in this race or or second to last or third like way at the back, but you know, we're making some pace ahead of uh, you know, relative to what everyone else is doing. That's it, right? It's mm. relative to how gl- the education globally is improving. Mm. We've improved the most. It might be horrible, yeah, but uh, it's an improvement. Mm. So, so one should actually take a look at the, the phrasing of of these facts. Of these facts, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, taking a look at the the specific specific statistics, um, uh, the study found that South Africa's grade nine pupils recorded, um, quoting this now, the biggest positive change, mm. um, and there was an improvement of ninety points in science and eighty seven points in mathematics. Now, while South African grade nine pupils did record that massive amount of improvement. Uh, in comparison to other countries, they um, they fared quite badly. Like we said, it's all yeah. about phrasing the facts. It's all about phrasing the facts and leaving out certain things to make sure it it seems better than it is. Um, but moving along to the next statement, um, and this one, people have been um, going on about land and land reform, and it's a conversation that's going to continue. Um, he, uh, President Jacob Zuma said that the government is actively involved in the property sector, having provided more than 4 million houses since 1994? Well, providing housing is the government's uh, mandate as per the constitution and the law of the land. Mm. So we expect that the government has uh, um, provided basic housing to its citizens. Uh, It's part of the social contract. Uh, What we need to understand, though, is of that 4 million, right, um, how have they apportioned that how have they come up with that statistic so how how have they come up with mm. the four million have they been efficient at uh, delivering that housing uh could they have been doing better so they've de- delivered four million but what is uh an objective view of this that success so mm. is it is it actually that the government has been efficient at building this housing and uh, you know directing resources towards um creating that you know um quality housing yeah right um what kind of opportunities are they providing for black business owners in uh that construction of that uh, the construction of that housing and mm. and really if there is a uh an objectively true view of um whether the government has done as much as it possibly could in terms of providing the housing. Mm. One thing you, you touched on, and I'm happy you touched on it, is the fact that one should look at the quality of these houses, um, mm. infrastructure with regards to water, electricity, sanitation. Mm. Um, many people have been complaining about that. So uh, when looking at the 4 million amount, we need to look at it with a glass in Afrikaans, I would say. Yes. Um, so um, <laughs> if that is factually correct, one can debate on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but one should really take a look at the, the quality and all those other factors we just mentioned. Um, now, this one being the cause of 
I want to say the start of the the chaos in in Parliament, and the same happened last year. The EFF, they're a force to be reckoned with, mm. and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Um, as you mentioned, they are gunning for Zuma. They yeah. are not even allowing him to have a moment. To have a moment. <laughs> um, what do you make of this, and what, what do you think this means for? Politics and the I economy think, in South Africa. I think the EFF is a beautiful uh, um, thing. Well, the, it's a beautiful party to have. It's you know it's symbolic of uh, the opportunities that we have uh, in our democracy that, that their voices can be heard in mm. Parliament and they you know they 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 are able to in in a way disrupt the status quo so that there is a sort of consciousness in uh, um, our politics that. Perhaps we've been lacking under, you know, um, a political system that that has been so, I guess, uh, decorumed. <laughs> um, and and so there is some intrinsic value in the fact that they exist and they've taken up this space that they have, and you know, we are now engaging with the issues that they've brought to the fore. Mm. The problem becomes, though, that um, it seems South Africans are bad at multitasking, so uh, we're very easily uh, um, distracted, not even distracted because these are things that we must engage, but mm. we, our attention is very easily as, um, consumed by just one part of politics, which right now I'm, um, is, is the circus that really mm. essentially it's is the circus um um you know it's 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 bold it's it's out there it's outrageous it's it's everything that you don't expect mm. sort of to be happening in parliaments though this isn't the only parliament in the world where you know People things get this rough agenda, and so yeah. yeah and so hectic um but then what we do is we forget to engage the substance of our politics mm. we forget to engage what the government actually is doing um what we agree and disagree on as citizens in our vol- in our, in our, in, our, in our principles in terms of the policy making that's yeah. going on whether government is actually we, we need to engage the government uh, um, more i think that way and each other and i think what we'll find when we start to do that properly is we'll have more uh, participation from our citizens mm. from from the public on a daily basis it won't be the task of you know just parties to be in parliament fighting what they feel is problematic about our government yeah. uh, um or the ruling party rather and um we'll actually begin to engage each other engage the government it will be uh, more broadly discussed and and factual and um you know our feelings i guess as well must play a big role in mm. this we are able to air out uh, what we feel has gone undiscussed in our politics what we feel is still unfair what we feel is you know requires attitudinal changes along the line so i think we need to begin to uh, discuss more the substantive stuff as well now and not just focus on you know the circus of politics mm. which i think um uh, the EFF sort of uh, pushes us into that direction a little bit even though they really like great in terms of the outcome that they that they produce mm. um in our democracy uh, you're tuned into Cape Talk. It's 20 minutes past uh, uh, 12 o'clock. Ronaldo Sharp in studio. I'm joined by a politics columnist at the Suwet and Tebe Monsenwi, continuing the conversation 
of what happened and what went down in Parliament at the State of the Nation address last night. Engage with us if you want to add anything, if you have anything to say. Uh, the WhatsApp line being 0725671567. Tweet me at Cape Talk or drop me an SMS 31567. And that line to phone in, that's 021-446-0567. Um, Tebe, let's talk about um, something that uh, caught everyone's attention at the start of the week. The massive military presence and the force that was around Parliament. I know last year there were many civilians protesting. Um, they were barricaded um, with all sorts of things and water cannons. cannons. I remember that because I was in, in Cape Town last year. Um, it, it seems it was a bit more civil this year, but obviously one would argue that the the, the presence that was around the city and, and the mm. parliament affected that. Yeah, so this is this is another one of those things where uh, before the fact of the matter has happened, we've already engaged with the issue, right? Um, so there was a there was uh, four hundred and forty one uh, soldiers yeah. that were on well that were supposed to be um, protecting the precinct mm. or. We are yet to be clear on exactly what their role was intended to be, but what yeah. we later found out is that no, they were on hold uh, for such an occasion that something would require the involvement in securing the precinct and restoring mm. law and order. Um, I think what the issue was, um, and I and I and I wish our government was also just a bit more uh, um, pedantic in the way that they do these things, uh, was the statement that had gone out saying what their role was going to be, which was to enforce law and order mm. where in previous years that w- wasn't the issue. And so everyone had a problem with the absolute number of soldiers that were going to be there, which was 441, a uh, steep increase from uh, last year, where it was in the um, high 100s, mm. you know. And, well, the, the fact of the matter is that the, the nothing actually has happened yet um, to militarize the precinct would be to assume that they've already begun doing what it is that they mm. uh, what we what we believe that they they're doing which is to militarize but to have a statement that has gone out saying that they're going to be there to enforce law and order right is almost uh you know it's 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 asking for a response from our mm. government where I don't think the public would have had much of a foot to stand on if it was just an increase in the number, but not to say that um, it was going to be 441. Perhaps their their role there was going to be more ceremonial this year for some mm. reason. The, you know, the, just the absolute number is required to be there for some other purpose, which they must have served because they were not used. Mm. Um, or they were not used because they managed to do what um, the government wanted them to do, which was to deter disruption from outside. And either way, what happened in parliament happened. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just not sure what, 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 what the argument properly was about that, except the, the fact that they were a problem, their presence yeah. was a problem, but the matter had not occurred yet. So this is another one where, um, and perhaps we all work in the media here, so it's okay if I say this. And the media plays a role in it just a little bit, mm. you know. Um, you know, things are put out there that necessarily are not, uh, just haven't been engaged with properly. And uh, they, they serve to 
create some noise that a reaction, uh, a reaction mm. that isn't warranted yet mm. yeah uh, we are discussing um uh, all the all the facts and all the uh, a few of the the statements that president jacob zuma made last night at the state of the nation address uh, we, we got a, a message in saying uh regarding to the the white households earning more than um Black households. Uh, the message reading: it, It's much more realistic to discuss these white versus black percentages by taking into account that white households number far less than black household mm. households. A, a straight mm. comparison of percentage is very skewed. Otherwise, a point of discussion. Mm. Um, your comments on that? No, that is true. That definitely is true. But it doesn't take away from the fact that there are there are certain. Um, you know, uh, legacies, or there, there are certain, there are certain um, advantages mm. white households have in this, the way that the history of the country has been structured, structured, mm. and and how things have played out. That um, even if that were true, just that the percentages, etc., uh, um, show some bias, right, in the mm. way that the statistic would come out. If government and private sector have done enough, right, then let's discuss the growth rates. How quickly is that number changing, mm. right? And why is it not changing as quickly as it could be? So those are the those are the things that you then need to look at too, and not just um, point out that you know the the stat is biased. It is, yeah. But that's exactly what we're supposed to be working against, yeah. working out of, and it just seems that. South Africans are a bit impatient on this one now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, taking a, a lighter note to to what 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 went down at the, the State of the Nation, um, it's it's I literally got a giggle when I saw this sort of popping up on Twitter. Every second person um, making a meme with regards to the um, <laughs> translators, yes, the sign language interpreters. Um, and obviously, a few slurs were thrown, and they had to be yeah. on their toes yeah. Yeah. to interpret, and they didn't hold back. I love South African <laughs> interpreters. I love them. I love them. If we're not doing our own thing, if we're just not like interpreting at all, but we're there and we're mm. doing the, you know, we 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 signing right, <laughs> but it means absolutely nothing. You know, we we free balling it. We're not censoring anything. Like it's beautiful. So, <laughs> I think Twitter. Yeah, like that was amazing. Um, now, now we touched on on a few things, Tebe. Um, if you want to add anything, get those comments through. You know, with the details are oh two one four four six oh five six seven. This is Cape Talk, so tweet us in at Cape Talk. Send me an SMS through on five six seven or on WhatsApp on oh seven two five six seven one five six seven. We touched on a few things as I as I mentioned. Um, anything else that that we didn't discuss or didn't delve into that really um, you found a problem with or that stood out for you? Um, that was sort yes. of hit and sort of blurred away um, from the circus. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure if any DA supporters are listening to this one, they're like probably super excited. But uh, <laughs> um, the moment of silence hmm. that the DA had requested yes, for uh, um, the mentally ill... Uh, um, that passed, yeah. That passed. I mean, that was completely... Uh, I, Palaka's reaction to that or her response to that was insensitive and cold and it just seemed um you know you can give them that one politics is a it's a give and take right yeah. it's a you can have this moment we have the next moment and mm. the one after you know so it, it, 
it just seemed as though um, in that sense, the ANC had taken a stance where they just were not going to play ball on anything, including uh, um, just the sensitivity that they have towards, mm. uh, uh, you know, the daily lives of uh, um, people in this country where, you know, it, it, yeah. this is a tragedy. Yeah. This is a national tragedy. And if it's it. your yeah, if it's even if it's coming from your your opposi- opposition that mm. we should observe a moment of silence, um, it's not too much to ask. Yeah, you for know, it's not too much to ask. And they could have they could have just observed that moment and continued mm. with the business of the day. It wouldn't have changed much, but at least they would have uh, left that situation looking i don't know like yeah it, it leaves a better taste in i think many south africans if not all south africans that yeah. that wasn't allowed yeah um and it was rescheduled to next week <laughs> like yeah. we 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 yeah we've got the agenda for next week and it's on there so we're mm. dealing with this today but it's like <laughs> mm. it's um, it's 30 minutes it's 30 seconds to a minute mm. it's not that long it's not that it's not that long and this is a national tragedy so uh, we can we can observe this moment mm. well uh, it's it's been 30 minutes and we've delved into it um so i thank you um it's interesting and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the the sonnet debates. debates yes um and all the the circus and the craziness i really i really hope uh, everyone that's listening on twitter right now engage the substance of what's going on. Mm. Um, listen to what our politicians are saying is going on in the country, right? So listen to uh, what they actually are doing, what the government is doing, where they're failing, you know. Engage the objective truths and the lies, right? Mm. And yes, engage the circus too, right? But don't get so involved in it that you just completely neglect the fact that we're running a country, all of us, really. It's mm. it's uh, citizens, all of us are citizens of South Africa. We're all running this country in the deepest sense, really, right? Um, so we should be engaged more with what the government is up to and how we can contribute to that stuff. So I really hope next week, everyone that's listening, tell your friends, tell everybody, make something like substantive trend mm. make something real trend on twitter let's discuss this we've got the technology now we don't need to be this daft about the actual things issues, that matter that the things that matter in the country mm. well thank you very much tebe um and um i'll hopefully get you in soon yes um it's been great um you are tuned into cape talk um tebe monte politics politics columnist at the Sweaten joining me in studio we 